0: Uh, The passage for this message today comes from the book of Joel, the second chapter. Joel, the second chapter starting with the 21st verse. I won't be before you long. And not a pre not a preacher I won't be before you long. A legitimate I won't be before you long. I... Book of Joel, second chapter, twenty first verse. And when you have it, please stand. Joel, the second chapter, 21st verse, reads as follows. Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done marvelous things. Do not be afraid, you beast of the fields, for the open pastures are springing up, and the tree bears its fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their strength. Be glad, then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully. He will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. The threshing floors shall be full of wheat, and the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten the crawling locust, the consuming locust, the chewing locust. My great army, which I sent among you, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. God's word for God's people and God's people said amen. amen. I want to spend a little time talking about soul food and soul food. Uh, we all are, are, are thinking a lot about soul food at this time being a, a period of Thanksgiving about who has that wonderful sweet potato pie and greens and baked beans. And I'm not much of a turkey person myself. I like to eat ham on Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. Uh, but uh, we, we have a lot of soul food on our mind. Uh, food is, is an integral part of our culture. It's an integral part of our, our, our inner being because we were able to with soul food take things that would have been normally considered leftovers and make the best out of a bad situation that's what we do as black people soul food necessarily wasn't always desirable but historically it came from us taking what was left and making something good out of it making the seasons in out of it that is what we do we take the bad things and bring them together and make the good things out of them so that they work towards our good and I think about that when I think about this passage uh, in Joel because the people of God during this passage are experiencing a drought they have had tragedy come before them they are unable to grow food and that's bad for the people of that time there wasn't other kind of jobs you could do. Your economy was based upon what you could grow. Uh, uh, the locusts have invaded, and the locusts have taken over their land, and the locusts have taken from them. And I find it interesting that these locusts are are in this passage because something I've learned about locusts is locusts are organized when they swarm. They are uniform when they swarm, they oppress, and they have a certain amount of authority to oppress because they have resources available for them where they can overwhelm the land that they wanna take over. And I am reminded about an organizing force, oppressing a people and overwhelming them as almost every day I look in the news, I see another unarmed young black man being shot down by the police that are organized and uniformed and are able to overwhelm the people that they are there and take something from them. They are organized and that is hard for our souls to process. But even in the midst of these tragedies, even in the midst of the famine, even in the midst of losing things from the locust, God says that he is there with us. Uh, uh, God is... The one that says he'll never leave us nor forsake us. God is one that is with us in the midst of our struggle. To quote the song sung by Brian Courtney Wilson, God meets us in the midst of our despair to let us know that he'll never leave us there. And that is what is going on. That is what Joel is saying through God to the people. I'm here. I'm here and you should be thankful. Ah. there's a body of blessings, there's a provision of food. God tells everyone to fear not even the beasts of the land. God is Lord over all. God is maker of all things, ruler of all things, judge of all persons, even the beasts. So in the midst of the famine, in the midst of the locust swarming, in the midst of not being able to have the food, I take pleasure in the fact that I can look towards God and be thankful. God can still provide me my soul, food. But I'm also thankful because we have to be thankful for the little things. I've been learning that things happen in a process. Can somebody say process? Uh, We pray for certain things, and I'm learning as I grow that we pray for these things and God answers the prayers, but it's not necessarily in the way we understand it and it's not necessarily in the way that we want it, And it, it, it's, but it's still there. Yeah. You pray for harvest, you pray for food, and when you pray for food, you expect God to bring you a pre-prepared wonderful meal, a table full of turkey and dressing and 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 cranberry sauce and sweet potato pies and greens cooked with the ham hock in the middle. and Bless God. I'm sorry. Got sidetracked. When you pray for food, you expect for this meal to come. But God doesn't necessarily give you a pre-prepared meal. God can give you a pre-prepared meal. He most definitely can because he's God. But what he gave these people instead of these pre-prepared meals is seed and rain. Yes, yes, yes. You ask for the food, God gives you the seed and the rain. And a whole lot of rain. The former rain and the latter rain. The former rain would have been through their calendars round about November and the latter rain would have been in spring because you plant in the fall and you get your harvest in the spring. It's a process. You don't just get it because if you just get it without any kind of process, you won't necessarily appreciate it you're able to appreciate certain things you work for you're able to be thankful for it because you worked for it so you get these seeds and you get this rain just like if you ask God for an oak tree you'll get an acorn you get the seed and the oak tree is in there but it's got to go through the process it's got to have its hard shell broken And then that oak tree will come. You got what you asked for, but you have to work the process. You get the seed and it breaks through the shell. And you got to be thankful for the process because when you are thankful for the process, you will appreciate it that much more. I was thankful when I was young for my very first car because it took me two years to buy it. I've told the story on Sunday with the congregation, but what I did is I worked a little job. I was pushing carts and bagging groceries at Kroger in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I bought a car from Miss Edmonds for $500. It was $500 because it still needed some engine work done, but I didn't care, I wanted a car. So, I bagged groceries for a whole year and every other week I would give Miss Edmonds $50, and she'd give me a receipt and when I got the balance together, I then gave my mother Fifty dollars every two weeks to pay for the engine work and the transition transmission work to go. So by the time I had reached that second year, I had a whole car debt free. And so it was an '89 Hyundai Excel four-speed standard transmission, red with the cream interior. But to me, it drove like a seven-series Benz because I appreciated the process. And that's what Joel is telling them in this box that there is going to be a process. There's going to be a seed, and then there's going to be a threshing floor for the process, a threshing floor. Threshing floor is a place uh, mentioned many times in the Bible, but that is how uh, our seeds turned to bread. You didn't just put a seed in the ground and get the bread. You put the seed in the ground, you got the wheat, and the wheat had to go through a process. The wheat had to be beaten Sometimes it had to be trampled over. They would put the seed on the ground and the threshing floor would be a place where, depending on where you were at, some people would grab the seeds and they would whip it. Some people would grab the the wheat and they would throw it up in the air to break the husk. In other places, they would leave it on on the ground and would have oxen drag a piece of wood over it. So there are things that we'll have to go through in this process, even though we're thankful. There are things we will have to go through where we may get whipped and thrashed we may get thrown up in the air we may get walked upon but it's part of a process and that process in the threshing floor will be how we how we will appreciate what we have and be thankful and then once that happened then we got the wheat and then there's the rain the rain had to happen for a long time The former rain and the latter rain. The former rain was the fall and the latter rain was the spring. So you had to go through this process in order to do it. You don't just get what you want immediately. Some of the most successful people I've ever known have had to go through a process in order to be successful at what they're at. Uh, Some of us may not be fans of the New England Patriots. I'm really not a fan of the New England Patriots, but I want to see somebody go undefeated one year, one time, but Bill Belichick coaches the New England Patriots and he's always winning because he focuses on just the game. Every It's to the point that when they interview him, they don't like interviewing him as a press because he's always focused on just the game. They would ask him questions about what's going on outside of the game. And he says, I'm focused on Cincinnati. If he was playing Cincinnati, they would ask him another question and another question. I'm focused on Cincinnati. I, What about this, this, and that? How do you feel about this thing going on with the the league and this going on with the rules? I'm focused on Cincinnati. If you want to be successful at something, you need to focus on the details. Uh, I got some Bible for that. Uh, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Uh, We have to focus on these things if we want to be successful. So when we go through these droughts, we have to pay attention to the details. We go through the process and we pay attention to the details, amen? And if we go through the threshing floor, if we go through the rain, if we go through these processes, if we go through all of these things, we'll be better on the other side and we'll appreciate it. Everything has to go through a process. And so once we go through that process, he says he'll restore to us the years that the swarming locusts has eaten. So we'll be able to catch up to the time that we thought we lost while we're going through our process, while we're going through our threshing floor, while we're going through those hard times, we'll be able to be made up for it. And God will be in the midst of all of that. Every kind of locust, every kind of oppression, every kind of thing that is taken from us, God will restore. It's in his word. It's in his word. And then we'll know that he is with us in the midst of all of this. And then our people will never be put to shame. God will be with us in the midst of our trouble. I'm reminded of a story. Uh, There was a gentleman that was walking down the street and he fell in a hole. And uh, a pastor walked by. And the first pastor walked by. He saw him in the hole and he said, hey, help me get out of this hole. And the pastor wrote some scriptures on a piece of paper and threw them down in the hole and said, be encouraged. Mm -hmm. Next pastor came by and and, and uh, this one when he saw that he was in the hole he gave him some encouraging words again God will never leave you nor forsake you he preached to him and said alright brother now be blessed and went on past the hole uh, but then his friend came by and jumped in the hole with him and he said I don't understand what you did that for and he said no here's why I did it I've been in this hole before And I know how to get out of it. So sometimes it's best to have somebody with us. And there's a friend that sticks closer to her than our brother. And his name is Jesus. And so he's been through what we've been through. And because he's been through what we've been through, we'll be able to get out of our despair. We'll be able to get out of this drought. We'll be able to get out of this famine. We will have somebody to look for. And this somebody who looks for us will not leave us alone. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 31 and 6, be strong. And of good courage, do not fear or be afraid of them for the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He told Joshua in chapter one, verse five, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Psalm 37 and 28 says, For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. And then you go down to Psalm 94 and it says, For the Lord will not cast off his people, nor will he forsake his inheritance. He's saying that God will never leave us. For the Bible says in Romans 8 and 38, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life Nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So no matter what's going on, just like it says that he says, I'll be there in the midst of Israel, I am the Lord your God and my people shall never be put to shame. God is with us through the famine. God is with us through our process. God is with us when we pray. God is with us when we go through our process so that we are better on the other side. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open, and we invite you to come.